Yeah. For for this episode, I think that we should talk a little bit more about our sales. Um, self-indulge, if you will. Our first episode, I think, went pretty well. Uh, especially considering it's our first. You'll notice that there are no more Discord sounds in this recording because we are no longer recording through Discord. And that's how we're going to roll from now on because that was too much. And it'll also make it easier to edit the clips afterhand. Okay, I'm ready to do it. You ready? Hey, y'all, this is GGT. Gay. Graphic. And tired. With yours truly. Kevin. And Manny. Well, that was, you know, that was something. <laughs> See, that wasn't that bad. It it no. It feels corny when you do it because, like... You gotta do the tic tac toe, but like I, I think it's, I think it's cute. We can, we I, can make it work. Yeah, maybe we, maybe like later on we put a little spin on it every once in a while. <clears throat> a little, a little something, something. A little something. A little zhuzh it up. A little truly, a little white claw. I love that. <laughs> also, I ordered a massive new like little sippy cup, basically. It's like 32 ounces and I accidentally ordered it in like this pastel like trans flag color combo and she's cute, honestly. It's like size queen is what you're telling me. Exactly. Now I'm just too, I used to have literally two like 16 ounce like water bottles essentially. And I'm like, this is ridiculous that I have to carry on two water bottles around my house every time I'm thirsty. So I just got big thirst so yeah so do you want me to go first kevin or do you do you want to go first um i can go first because i feel like as far as uh i'm i'm more of the tired in our titles so i'll, I'll keep it short but um yeah uh, i guess like mainly talking about our design expertises or history with it i studied architecture uh, i won't say where because truly the fear of being doxxed. <laughs> Not that I think that would happen, but um, yeah, I studied architecture and so that's mainly my, uh, my main focus from a design standpoint, a little rusty since I've graduated uh, about like a year or two ago, but you know, I try to keep in touch with my friends uh, through architecture from architecture school. Um, been meaning to clean up the portfolio, you know, dust off the rust not that you can really do that with rust but anyway <laughs> um but i'm always interested in other facets of design like my school wasn't perfect but uh i really took to kind of like learning design from other aspects of things and taking ideas and stuff and link i linked it to my other interest of video games and design not that i know anything about programming or anything but it's always been like i've been very enthusiastic about it and was actually going to do my master's thesis about it before the personal pan pizza struck uh, and, you know, attacked uh, like the Fire Nation. So that's like kind of my main area with it. But um, yeah. The personal pan pizza as in the pandemic, yes. right? <laughs> the Ponder replay. Because that almost completely flew over my head for uh, a second. That I was my, like, the what? That one and Ponder replay were my favorite of the pandemic. Ponder replay is good. The Panasonic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, I think that's like, that's more or less, y'all learn more about it later on when I talk too much inevitably. So, uh, Manny, you want to share your design expertise since you're a little more current at the moment? Well, if I must, um, yeah, so my, um, area of expertise in design is more along the graphic end, hence graphic in our title. Um, and also from pretty much high school is where I started my little design journey. Um, I went to a vocational high school, so there was a lot of like trades and different like tech things involved. Mine in particular was graphic communications. And so I focused a lot on print, pre-press, um, desktop publishing, sort of like old school, like, 2010s ish um and earlier like ways of doing like graphic design using like newer technologies on the computer software that's where like a lot of adobe creative cloud has came from and gained um popularity i should say and then um from there i graduated and i had like a certificate and right after i graduated that's when i started working at a printing company and I worked there for like six years. Um, it was a worthwhile experience. I don't regret it. I think it was a great opportunity. I think I did overstay, um, but I did learn a lot. And in addition to learning what I do like about design, I also learned what I don't like and what I want to do more of in the future. Um, and so from there, the that job enabled me to pay for community college. And then after getting through community college, I graduated in 2019 and then transferred to the school I'm at now. And this school is where I'm finishing my BFA in interactive design. And hopefully, fingers crossed, I'll be graduating next spring because a bitch is tired. She does not want to be in school anymore. <laughs> she is over it. That was me. <laughs> that was me last year. Like... I mean, on top of Way everything, best. and also, that's an episode I want to do at some point. Is just what we don't like in design because so many people yeah. go on about what they like in design, and that's a good thing. But like, I feel like we need to really call out some of these practices and whatnot uh, that play yeah. throughout the design phase. But yeah, yes, Manny has a very yeah. impressive resume. I do say my. My limited knowledge on graphics. I know, I know Manny's got it going on. I mean, you say that, but like a bitch is still sitting here unemployed. <laughs> so I don't know what to say. <laughs> so anyways, after I decided to transfer, speaking of unemployed, uh, the pandemonium caught me at an interesting time because that was the summer that I decided to transfer into Leslie. Um, and so I was able to kind of do it because one, I was getting the unemployment money, which was great um, and helped a lot in certain ways. And then also like, because I transferred in and was still working remotely, but like reduced hours at my full-time job, I was able to kind of balance everything because it was happening remote. And so, um, but I knew that if I wanted to finish school in a timely fashion by next spring, I was not going to be able to continue working full time and going to school full time in order to finish. 
And I, that's when I started to realize, like, mm, I probably stayed here too long. They're not paying me enough. And it's not really what I wanted to be doing anymore since I transferred to this new school in order to learn more about user experience, user interface, web design, um, user research. So a lot of things that revolve around product design, digital product design, software developments, uh, engineering, all these kind of things, essentially. I'd prefer now to work for either a creative agency um, that does like digital campaigns or web-based marketing um, or ideally at a startup of some sort where I could really have ownership over a product um, and kind of design it from the very, very base of research and user experience all the way up to the user interface, animation, interactions. Um, things like that. So that's kind of where I'm at now that I'm transitioning away from print and graphics into product design and web-based um, design areas. So interrelated, but a little disconnected. And um, hence why I'm unemployed now, because I'm looking for an internship because I left my job. However, my portfolio doesn't have as many product design related projects as I would like. And so in some ways, I kind of struggle, even though I have a lot of prior experience and credentials, as Kevin was saying, that would make it worthwhile. I have a very weird slot when it comes to finding an internship and doing all that stuff. You heard of your first ladies. A bitch needs a job. So this is actually Manny's audio resume <laughs> episode. Mm -hmm. um, She's available. She's available. Yeah, I feel like we'll touch on it now but definitely talk more about it like another EP. But I definitely feel similarly where like, I don't know about like hard transitioning to like another kind of like path, but like it's something I've considered. I mean, we've talked about it like I think like before, like a while ago. And um, yeah, like the world of designs like this big umbrella and like they're all like interconnected it's just like you have to find like those little moments or like almost niches to kind of like find what you really like and then figure out how to get there from like where you started and yeah so the pandora box uh kind of made uh, us all a little uh little disheveled you gotta we gotta pick ourselves back up now and uh dust dust off our uh our attitudes at least that's what i'm trying to do mm -hmm. yeah i mean like in the meantime i have been like freelancing getting my foot in the door um just because i'm like unemployed doesn't mean that i'm like doing nothing all day you know i do try to keep busy and like stay proactive about putting things in my portfolio. I've been working on that a lot recently. Um, now that I'm not working on school stuff, it's also a lot easier for me during the summer to like spend more time looking for internships, polishing my portfolio, putting together projects. I just put something today earlier on my polywork. Um, shameless plug, polywork.com, get <laughs> into it, slash Manny. But yeah, like I think also like taking the time because I have some prior experience and like especially client facing stuff it does help me like get freelance work here and there um I'm working on a project now 
And I also started live streaming recently, which has been a um, interesting and very worthwhile endeavor. Streamer um, girl, streamer girl. She is. She became a Twitch affiliate, I believe. May 28th was the day. It I, took me 12 days yeah, because... That's like, I don't know if there was like a fucking speed run for becoming a Twitch affiliate, but like that was fast. Like I literally was like... It definitely... It definitely has happened faster than that, but I will say um, it it shocks me in the sense that, like, I had been, because of the pandemic, I had been very active on Twitch. I found a lot of great communities, a lot of great people there, um, and people are just so mega supportive. Like, Twitch is a social media company, like, unlike any other that I've ever been a part of before and like the thing is is i knew about twitch before the pandemic but i never really like looked at it because i was like you know the the boomer in me is like i don't want i don't want another twitch i don't want another tiktok i don't want another this uh all these things like fun fact i don't have a tiktok so it's so cancel me if no you it's must. so funny because we actually we we both mentioned last episode that we don't have a tiktok and i totally forgot we even did that because our good friend john who actually listened to our first episode shout out to john um hi johnny um made fun of us because he was like oh yeah you guys don't have tiktok and i was like wait shit you actually listened and remembered that um but i mean it's it's I'm literally always the oldest in the friend group that I made at school. So, I mean, I've just resided to just being the old boomer at times. Yeah. Speaking of friend group, I feel like I feel like we should also like take some time to talk about how we met because I honestly feel like, well, I don't remember exactly when it was, but I feel like we should rehash that because I'm kind of trying to figure it out now. I, I think about this like it's usually like I just in general when people make friends, it's more often not through a web of meeting other people. I feel like or at least that's been my experience with it. Like when I think of like who I've like become friends with over the years, especially at school, it's it's like a web like. I mean, like one of my best friends I actually met like in a Dungeons and Dragons group. And we didn't even talk until like a year or two later. And now we're like, he's like one of my besties. Like, it's crazy for you and I. I definitely feel like we must have met like going to like. Like, I must have tagged along with like Azad, like our friend Azad to like Club Cafe or something. And like. I don't know, because truthfully, we didn't like really. Like hang out or talk like extensively until like I think after I moved out of my first apartment in Boston and then at that point it was like yeah actually slightly more at least like through texting or like meeting up at the club um and then once the pandemic hit we were like Manny come to our little gay discord and then from there it was like I think almost like what five times a week we were going on discord for like like last year yeah yeah now here we are at least that's like but i'm also like i'm i am like trying to figure out from the perspective of like me like i'm trying to think about so i definitely think we obviously met through our friend is odd 
But I'm also trying to connect like what was exactly the first time I met you like was it it was definitely like when you when you all were at the dorms or yeah. something. It was before it was before you like moved out and went to like an actual like roommate house with them. For sure. It was at the dorms and I'm trying to think like what was like my first impression, what was like going through my head? Like the thing is is like I don't remember any There's of that. like because in hindsight, I'm trying to think about, like, when we became, like, such close friends and I, like, literally cannot remember. It's, like, okay. Because, <laughs> like, that, the, I don't know if you were there for it because there were quite a few people. Because it was also one of my times going to, like, a club, let alone a gay club, uh, which is crazy. Um, considering, like, what I do now. <laughs> um, There was, like, I do remember one time it was, like, I met, like, I didn't really know a Zod at that point. Like, it was just like, I hung out with John and John was like, oh, hey, like, we're going to go out to, I think it was actually a machine RIP. Um, and I remember like, Rip. Uh, Steven was there and like a couple other, at least one or two other gays. You might have been one of the other gays. And like, we were like 99% chance john and i were playing mario kart like on the dorm room tv while everyone was coming in and like pre-gaming before going out so your first impression of me was probably okay. forgettable because i was being awkward and like not interacting with anybody <laughs> like at all most of the time so so i was getting ready to go out with the girls and kevin was playing mario to be kart. fair i was already Ready Honestly, now that you say that, it definitely seems we had there That's was no other game was. multiplayer games on the Switch at the time, the Nintendo Switch at the time. So like 90% chance Mario Kart was being played at any time during that dorm room era. And John and Azad will agree to that. So damn. But yeah. Yeah, I just I was I was trying to think about it when you mentioned um because then also our really, really good friend Dill like magically happens to know you from that is also because that's also weird no okay (laughs) i have as as annoying as azad is i have to just give him credit for being some kind of recurring like guest star because for for those for the listeners manny and i have a mutual friend named dill and what's crazy about that is that four other states away i'm at a wedding for like a friend's sibling we also would consider a friend and we're like we're at like essentially like the young adult millennial friend of like the bride and groom table like the rest is just like family and adults and it's like this one table with a bunch of like college and post-college age people at it and talking with like dill there who i didn't really know and i was like oh yeah like i go to like school in boston blah 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 like we're talking and um i mentioned azad's name because not many people are named Azad. So it was like, you know, Azad, like literally the only person. Azad's going to get such a fucking fat head for me saying his name so much. If he ever listens to he this. He really is. And then, Azad is so Yeah. Control. And then from there, it was like, oh my God, I know him because he's friends with me from Manny. And I was like, oh, I know Manny. And uh, here we are. Like, it's, it's really weird. It's a yeah. small fucking planet. It really I think like, too, it's like, I think like city gays just have like, especially with, oh my God, with the advent of gay Twitter. And I mean, gay Twitter as like a space, 
as a platform that is just like the flip side of regular Twitter that in my experience is like just gays just find a way to know each other because like we just we just especially because Boston be small as fuck yeah like when I was like looking at places to like go to school I was like oh Boston's like the next big city on like the east coast (laughs) and then I get there and I'm like everything's closed at nine excuse me like when I was like my mom and I were like there because I was like looking at a couple schools and we were like oh like we're kind of hungry like we were gonna like leave like our hotel or whatever and like go around and they were like oh where are you guys like the concierge was like where are you guys going like oh we're getting dinner he's like there's like not really any place open around here other than like maybe like fast food or whatever and we're like what what come on I'm from the burbs and even we have like the Taco Bell that's open until 2 a.m. Like you mean there's nothing around here? We probably weren't near like anywhere like downtownish, I guess. So Yeah. I mean, pretty much everything that happens within Boston happens like around downtown Park State South Ends. But like it's the Boston is like the actual boston area where like the city city is 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 very very tiny let's take a break and then we'll be right back after these messages yeah so i haven't listened to black parade well i guess maybe i should save that for when we start again um do i want to snack no no i listened to black parade not in literally years like Uh. I was like, that came out like last year, girl. Oh, hold on. I'm getting confused. I'm yeah, okay. I'm going back, 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 back. When my roots yeah, no, I, had, I mean, was this really last? Oh, it was last year. Yeah, okay. Not years. It's been a while still, though. No, I said last no, I know. year, I, not I, years. It came I know, out I was getting confused with. Yeah. Oh, uh, with something else? You mean lemonade? Not lemonade. Um, Formation? No, the My Chemical Romance song, also called Black Parade. That's how you know I'm white, Manny. <laughs> which is which you could oh, see why I was a little confused. For a while, I was like, why is Manny talk about Black Parade so much? I didn't peg him as like a My Chemical Romance type. But no, you obviously meant. Beyonce's Black Parade. It's unfucking black. (laughs) To be fair, if there were any alternative emo punkish song that you would have heard, I would assume it would have been Black Parade by Uncle Romance. But no, this makes so much more sense. It still has been at least a year since I've listened to Beyonce's Black Parade. Um, The dumb bitch juice, girl. Oh my god. Can we talk about how, like, amazing those non-existent ads were during that (laughs) message break? (laughs) It's crazy because I'm more in the realm of, like, I hate ads. And I'm like, I don't want to become, like, what I hate most. But I'm also like, if anyone wants to give me free shit, I can talk about whatever the fuck. As long as they're reputable, I don't really care. Give me some. I feel like I'd be a lot more picky, but. (laughs) 
Like, I mean, if I'm going to do, if we're going to do sponsored content like that, like, I want it to be something I'm going to use. Like, Notion, sponsor me. Hello. <laughs> um, Us talking about sponsorships <laughs> on our second fucker. episode. Again. All, oh what, maybe three views. We we're should manifesting. Look to see. We should. We're true, manifesting. True. We should also, like, check, like, stats or something at some point. Like, are we able what to do, you do mean, that? What do you mean, stats? Like, just like, I don't know, like, who's listened to us? I mean, we have access to them, don't we? Uh, yeah. I think so, but I don't know. I'd have to look, we'll into, look into it. Into We'd it. have to log into our thing and see. But to be honest, I have not looked. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I just uploaded would, the last what, episode. What and would said, be there? Like, we've we've done this for about two weeks time essentially so not like there's yeah. much there yet i'm yet. not worried about it yet we're just making shit you know yeah. um so what are your hot takes on doja's new album i have been i have been wanting to know i doja okay, is so, so if if i'm the megan stan then Kevin is the the Doja. Well, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. That Maybe I wouldn't far. go as far to say Stan. I don't want to go that far. I'm I I like her music, but like Stan is well like because a last strong. last episode you were touting my expertise on Megan, and I feel like your expertise on Doja is equivalent. I feel like I wouldn't say expertise. I do feel like I ended up listening to a lot of her music. Um. Mainly just like her Amala album. Honestly, that's for I don't know like what the universal kind of appeal is on Doja. Like I don't know like if what I'm about to say is gonna like upset anybody or like whatever. But like I still think like I like her Amala album the most. Most of the songs were pretty similar like sound and style. But I don't know. I kind of like the vibe it had, and I think for like a first album, it kind of like you know set the mood. And I think like there were definitely some bangers and bops on um, Hot Pink. I think that was the name of her second album. See, I'm not, I'm kind of a shit expert, but like, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I, I like her third album or I think it's like more okay for me. I have like, I have like essentially kind of already like cherry picked like the ones that I like on it, which is mm -hmm. Woman Naked, which are the first two songs on the album, and You Write, mm -hmm. which has the weekend feature on it. Oh um, yeah, I think I remember liking that one. Yeah. And I also like the first Kiss two Me and the one by the weekend, yeah. Yeah. And then Kiss Me More, which was already like, you know, yeah, that we was already so heard cool. before this one came out. So I think mm -hmm. it was okay. I think like and I was I was gonna get into it earlier with you, but then I was like, I'll wait for the pod. But when I heard it, was it Friday morning? I was listening to it on my way to work. I was like, it was almost like remember how a lot of people didn't like body when they first like heard it. That's how it kind of felt for like most of like Planet Her for whatever reason. Like I was just listening to it and I was like, I don't know, none of this is really like appealing to me like it's not bad obviously it's more of just like it wasn't giving you the ooh -ah sensation yeah i guess so i mean i i think part of it is like i didn't know what to expect i was also like i'm cranky in the morning so like i don't know if there if there's nothing really other than like 
breakfast that can pull me out of that funk anyway. Um, oh. Some of like the, and I like truly am a fake expert on Doja at this point because I can't remember like some of the songs as an example, but like some of like some of the songs, like the style, the musicality, as I think you might put it, kind of almost gave me like rap from like the 2016 to 2018 era or maybe 2017 to 2019 like that like kind of era of like more popular rap it kind of some of her songs kind of give me that vibe which is not to say it was bad just like i feel like most of doja's songs are very like that pop rap vibe though it is no it's definitely pop rap but i think like it's like her i would say like her first albums is more of like a bubblier kind whereas like some of the ones in this one maybe like shifted a bit someone could come and call me out and i'm completely wrong that's honestly fine i'm open to this kind of like discussing this kind of stuff because i mean honestly teach me about it a little bit more but that's like at least my kind of like i mean i realistically i should also give it another full listen to because i I listened to it like a few times Mm -hmm. friday but maybe i need to let it sit and give it another go through I would say like um there was one so it was oh let me fake and look it up it's uh that she released another song before the album came out remember on june 11th like literally every girl in the business was just dropping songs left and right like megan came out with thought shit mm-hmm. cupcake came out with a song yeah um i had like a whole list of other ones i think marina and the diamonds came out with a song um who else came out with it? So many girls came out with songs. I mean, Doja came out with a song that day too. That song, if you listen to it, kind of, I think was a better example of what I'm kind of talking about. Um, and not to say it was bad. Um, it was just, Which one was, was that okay. one? It was, um, see, this is why people are going to be like, he doesn't know shit about Doja. And they're right. I mean, um, it also just came out, so it's like, we're not going to know. It's not like it's see, in our memory. Yeah, yet. well, that's why <laughs> I really wanted to retract the statement of Stan, because, like, honestly, some stands be fucking crazy out there, yeah. and I do not want to incur the wrath of them. Well, yeah, I, I mean, it's like it's... Nicki. Like, you know, I'm a fan of Nicki. I like Nicki Minaj, like, a lot, but I also wouldn't consider myself a barb. You know what I mean? Which is hilarious, because <laughs> I ironically always call you a barb. That's also true, yeah. Um, but it's Need to but, Know is the yeah. song. Need to Know. Um, yeah, I think that's the one that she... she I'm looking at it on like, my phone right now. Yeah. I was just trying um, to refresh my memory on the track list. I mean, I did really like the first two, Woman and Naked. I do remember those. Yeah. Uh, get into I did, it. I yeah. did like those. I liked that one. That one had like a little bit of a like... Um, a bit of an attitude that was interesting. Um, I do like the one that she did with The weekend. You're right. I feel oh, like for the you... most part, I liked, I liked it, but I haven't really like intently listened to it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I've kind of just been like playing it, you know, in the background on rotation. Um. Yeah, I, I haven't like, gotten to the point where I'm cherry picking my songs yet, like you have. I think I should probably be more fair and give it another full listen through. 
I think it was like I was really doing I was also driving for like all of my listen throughs through it. And I was driving a lot that day and getting cranky from driving too. So I might not be the I'm probably not being very fair right now. So obviously um, it's not speaking, a very good driving album. <laughs> um, but speaking of Nikki and Barb's, how do you feel about um because she has Trudy put out a wait, Trudy put out a deluxe version of Planet Her? When did this come out? Yesterday, oh, really? wow, I'm clearly fake. She put out the deluxe version yesterday of Planet Hers. I didn't so know that either. I bro. guess <laughs> like she literally dropped it with like oh, there's you right an extended. Is there a version. bonus track? There's like three or four bonus tracks. So that's also why I'm like, this could have just been the album, like literally four days later. I mean, well, I guess we have more listening to do. Um true. Where was it though? I think it's oh, the song Get Into It, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. apparently that is you know she that's the song where she thanks Nikki at the end. Like, oh apparently yeah. that's I do um, remember hearing that and I was like, wait a second. What is this about? I've been meaning to look into that because I remember that specifically. I, I remember pausing and being like is she talking about Nikki? Nikki, like, what is happening? I mean, what other Nikki would there possibly be to talk about? I mean, about? I, I mean, yes. I can't say I'm surprised that Nikki is obviously making moves uh, behind the scenes. Well, but I'm curious saw, as to like what, yeah, like what that was about. So, so what the what the Twitter gaze told me because you know there was a, a couple hours of you know, whenever a girly drops an album, you're gonna hear about it on Twitter for a little bit. Yeah, and um. Basically, it's like massive attack or like there's like a Nikki song, like a really not really old, but there's like a Nikki song that like I guess she only did a demo of or like it's there's no official release of it. And Doja, I guess, like made like this spiritual successor to it, which is why she also like directly thanks Nikki in it. I obviously need to look more into it and I'll I'll send you what I can find yeah. out about it. But um that's at least, at least like a more surface level. There. Yeah, it's like the surface level of it. As someone who is, you know, likes Nikki, but is not I would not consider myself a Barbie either. Yeah, because I remember hearing that in the song and I was like, and a oop. Because she has not done an official collab with Doja yet. I don't think. She has she did the remix for um Oh, say so, which. Oh, yeah, I, but I didn't. Yeah, I that was not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's official, but like, I don't think it I is. Had the, yeah, I'm a dumb bitch because I, I remember when that came out, the gays were like, oh, my God, Nikki and Doja on well, the track. But that was also how, at the same time when I was just about to Savage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was, and I, yeah, it was one of those so, like. The, both good but like one stuck around i think to the way they did savage though as a remix that's why i and not to say there wasn't any effort put in on doja and nikki's part but like from what i remember it's like nikki just had her verse in the beginning and the rest to say so was like pretty much yeah kind of what it was whereas like yeah savage had like a little more of yeah zhush in its kind well, of because you know, Beyonce took the song and she said, you know what? This is about to be some shit. Cause she she added all her extra, like, 
you know, okay. <laughs> At the, <laughs> she was giving us the all, like, they made that song for the gays, honestly. I have to say, like, I, I mean, I don't listen, listen to it. Like, it's not a song that'll go into my library and, like, you know, like, time, oh, no, I want to yeah, listen to this song. But it was, it was a cultural moment when it came out, I have to say. It really was. And I think, like, this can hark they back wanna, to... They won a um, award, didn't they, for it? It was, like, a Grammy or something. I'm always the wrong person to ask about awards. Yeah, we don't really watch award shows and do none of that, but... They won some sort of award because I remember on Twitter seeing like a video of Beyonce standing next to uh, next to Megan just looking at her like I'm so proud of my children's you know because Beyonce is just there at this point you know listeners do not come to us expecting deep uh, musical analysis because like we we just be saying shit (laughs) like uh, we do not do our full research Sorry, we just, but that is we not just talk about music. the girls, you know? Yeah. Oh, wait. Okay, speaking of girls, we... I already kind of called you earlier about it, but now I have to say it again. Chloe and that cover she did, Feeling Good. I'm still kind yeah. of not over it, honestly. That was like, hot. I think it's still so rude what ABC did to her because she was giving so much. So much for ABC, of all things. And they were just kind of like, nope. Chloe doesn't have a booty. She's tor- you can tell she's fucking killing it. And then yeah. ABC was like, "Nope, cut it." And they really uh, it was did. Rude. And also, like, she did like I think a really good cover of the song too. I I like it. She definitely took it out of the hands of uh, Michael Bublé, who has tried to hold on to it for too many years. Honestly, yeah. Um. I I I watched the video and I was like looking at it like hmm, talents, stunning, sexy. Amazing she was doing floor Manny. She was and, giving us a floor routine. She was giving us hair whips at the end. Yeah. Like I am now so annoying and applying ballroom terms to things. So like you should be a little proud of me, if not afraid that I'm <laughs> afraid like that about it. I'm in fear. Um. <laughs> But also, fun fact about like, because truly we can't have any music, anything come out without some kind of weird backlash or undertones of other things. So the song Feeling Good, which Chloe covered like a week or so ago um, that we're talking about, originally was done by Nina Simone, Mm -hmm. like a singer of yore. Apparently when that came out, some like info got unearthed about like how her daughter embezzled money or something away from the charities that Nina left like her estate to. And like all this weird shit was happening. Like I was like, not like I was doing, I say Twitter research to just kind of preface that it's not full research people. And yeah. like, I'm well aware of that, but it's like, there were Twitter threads on Twitter threads of just like the strangest things coming out about it and like apparently nina's granddaughter was in there and was like blah blah and i'm like i don't know like how far this goes and like you know really what the kind of like conclusion of everything was i was just more of like can we please just like have like music come out and that not someone doing something terrible like please like i mean that's a hard ask 
I know. And Especially I mean when it's black like, women, because let's be real. <laughs> like, yeah. That's just, it is what it is. I will say, though, oh, for those of y'all who don't know, we're talking about Chloe as in Chloe X Halley. Um, yes. Their sorry. album that they released last summer was Ungodly Hour. That was a moment. That one um, is for the still viewers who don't know bit. which Chloe we're referring to, if there happens to be another one. But for us, it's Chloe from Chloe X Halley. If there is another Chloe, shout her out because truly I don't know any other Chloe's anyway. So me neither. Let us None know. of them that are important. <laughs> so oh. Oh. <laughs> did I hey, lie? I. I but yeah, I mean, it it's like, cause it, like, and I mean more of like if someone like when I just to backtrack for just a hot second, so it's not misconstrued. When I mean like music coming out, not something coming out about it, I I don't think it happens that often. Probably exaggerating a little bit, but like I feel like you, there's just always some like terrible producer or like somebody like just somehow attached to a song, and it's like, can, please, can we not like? Not the same situation, but um, you know Brie Runway, right? Mm-hmm. Listen to her, some of her stuff. Yeah, like Azad actually this. recommended her to me. So yeah, he recommended her to us actually because I heard oh. her. For I first heard her featured on uh, Rina Sawayama's uh, like hit song, mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh, I should check her out because I liked her verse on it and everything. And then when Azad recommended it, I was like, okay, now I should definitely check her out. Yeah. And I did. Loved it. And then she put out a song. I want to say, not, I don't know if it was a full year ago. I don't think it was. I think it was earlier this spring, actually. Time isn't real. Um, And it was, it was hot, hot. Really good. Loved it. I was like a little early because this feels like it's supposed to be like a summer bop for the hot girl summers. But, you know, mm-hmm. still good. And then, like... A couple like weeks later, I like listened to it and I'm like, why does this not sound the same? It was really weird. I was like, this is the same song. It's not like the explicit or unexplicit version or whatever, right? And then I looked into it. Apparently, I think I want to say it was Sir Mix a lot. Like one someone who was producing the song apparently did not get clearance to like or permission to use like the beat for the track. I think I so remember she had seeing to, this. Yeah. I, I think I might have told you about it, but she yeah, had to redo the song apparently. And I mean, like the whole like lyrics and the melody are the same, but like the beat for the track is different. And um, it like I felt bad. It like it's still good, but it lost a little bit. Is the original of, version like, still available? Like if you I already downloaded it, if, I, that I don't know because I mean I'm a Spotify girl. Um, I was like thinking like it someone probably uploaded the original version somewhere to YouTube or like if she has Oh yeah, I mean it's already out does, there now. Might, so like Yeah, it's out there for it's sure. The so, like, probably one of the generic YouTube lyric videos that people do a lot of the time. Yeah. Um will probably have the original version. Yeah. Um so I suggest people to if you have already heard the song try and make sure you listen to the original if you have or I, I mean know, because there was copyrights. To this version that's new. Because there was like a copyright issue with that, it probably did like get purged from like streaming platforms in general because of it that. It definitely did. I think like, but like if someone uploaded to like SoundCloud or YouTube, though, it can still just exist as long as they're not like monetizing it, I think. Yeah. Um, it just sucks because 
she even like tweeted out like very recently after that like just very vaguely angry about something and then it was like going through that uh read the twitter through comments people because if you just want to know about something like go yeah. in there be like that'll at least give you context on. yeah not saying um, you should trust twitter as any source of information source, clearly yeah. but like you know because for me who's like just scrolling and scroll scrolling too yeah. much for that matter and you come across a tweet that's like that's weird Go in the mm. comment, see if it's go in the comments, see if it's even worth to look into. And then if from there you can go and do further research, I would say. Yeah. You know, it's like the new Wikipedia hopping for me. Like you mm-hmm. y'all ever just Wikipedia hop articles for shit. You're like, what does this mean? And then you hyperlink. This is well, I, guess, I can't say that, that I've now. done that ever in my life, but you know. <laughs> you well, because you, you use your time better than I do. That's for Apparently, sure. Apparently, a little bit better. I mean, but when you when you mentioned that though, it it reminded me of when that whole spiel went down between Toy Lanes and Megan the Stallion, because um Kaylani, when Kaylani released her album last summer, it was good until it wasn't what it mm-hmm. was called. That was the title. Um by the way, I still listen to that album like to this day. Like honestly, I, probably like that gets on the rotation a lot. It's like SZA's control. My summer playlist has some of her. Oh, I should play SZA. Yeah, there's. I made a new summer playlist for this year. I should play SZA. Mm, yeah. Um, but, uh, continue. Kaylani's "It Was Good Until It Wasn't" album was a fucking quarantine vibe. I have to say, between that and Tiana Taylor ungodly hour she's also on the rotation um, yeah all, Sawayama, like, all the girls I recommend also. got us through honestly covid is probably like as deplorable and fucking awful covid was like there were it is probably so many one songs. of the yeah it was probably one of the best things that I mean, ever happened even music like, ever we got even so like chromatic, much like we forget that like chromatic yeah. came out during covid and like yeah. Everyone was like, oh, yeah, when the clubs open up next year. And, like, I mean, at this point, like, yeah, you might as well just use songs from last year because, like. Yeah, we basically skipped a year. But anyway, so it reminded me of this whole situation because on Kehlani's album, It Was Good Until It Wasn't, she released a song called Can I featuring Toy Lanes. And Can I is probably one of the more popular songs off the album. Um, and I loved it because there was the um, the Aaliyah sample in the song, which that's my that's my baby girl. So I got excited <laughs> when I heard that song because I was like, that's also another reason why I was obsessed with that album was because the sample she did was so fucking good. You know, like it was just when I heard when I heard the sample and I realized I literally like, oh, my God, it was it was so good. It was magical. Um, but anyway, so Tory Lanez did a feature on the song. And then when all that shit went down with Megan Thee Stallion, like I think a few months or like a few weeks later, because um, like Tory Lanez, if like y'all didn't know, like Tory, La- Tory Lanez essentially like shot Megan on some dumb shit. Um, and like, I, I haven't really kept up with what's been happening with that whole spiel, but like, Basically, he's a dumbass bitch and is just like so out of my radar at this point. Um, but anyway, so Kehlani re-released the song, Can I? 
and it was just her on the track and she removes Tory Lane's feature. So now if you go to the album and try to stream it, it will show you the new version. But if you downloaded the album when it came out, it still has the original song mm. featuring Tory Lanez in it. So that's why I asked if it was still like available because like sometimes if you download the song already um, or say like if you buy the album separately, it, it might not like that allow them be, to rescind it as well. That so might, that's why that I might asked. be with just Apple Music because I feel like I had Breeze Brie Runway's song downloaded but like I think because like it's like I still have to go into Spotify and play it like from their you know application essentially it's not like where yeah with Apple Music where like it's a little more like you know I don't know like well, really if there's any real difference but like I think I had it downloaded still and it just still changed it up on me or maybe I didn't I'm not too sure but, well the um, difference the difference used to be that like so before Apple Music, it was iTunes. And on iTunes, yeah. oh, you I'm... would you would buy the music in order to add it to your library. Yes. So it was like a dollar or something for a song. Then it went up to like a dollar twenty nine or you oh, could get trust. entire albums. I, for... Yes, I was there. I have my I might honestly yeah. still have it over here. Your iPod. Know. Oh my God. Yeah, I have to, I had two. I had um God, I can't remember. There's so many different generations. I think I had yeah. the second and fourth generation. I had the one where it was the rectangle, the more the first like the first like slimmer model. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then the I new skinny like, one with the, the camera. little square. No, I didn't have that oh, one. Oh, you had the touchscreen one that was no, like No, not e- nope. Not even that, sis. I had um the fourth gen where it was more square. Yeah. I can I, I thought it was, it was a, I thought that one was the iPod Shuffle because that was the only one that that was the one that had no screen and the buttons no, on it, right? I can. Oh my god! I like literally want to find it because I feel like it's over here, but I don't want to like. Distract <laughs> the podcast. I mean, while you're I'll doing find that, it. so I'll basically find the way it works too. is that like you could if you bought it through iTunes and you downloaded the original album, I think that would be less of an issue, but. I'm not sure how Spotify works because I'm pretty sure that like Spotify is pretty much parallel with Apple Music. So it's all still streaming. However, with Apple Music, you can download the music like native to your um, device. Oh, look, did you find it? So this was actually my mom's. Wow. But I had a blue one and I think this is second generation. Also, I found my old iPhone 4. Holy RIP shit. the button. Rip. RIP the little button. I actually miss it. Also, my mom's iPhone 3. <laughs> like, don't Wait, ask me why we the 3G? Have this. Yeah. Holy shit. That was my first iPhone ever. I had the 3G. I, I still was using, like, a fucking Pantech. And I remember being at my family's house in Italy and I'd like it's so I funny looking have, at it now like, and seeing how much of a thick boy it was. It did not oh look God, right. She's a little thicky. A little thicky. Oh, yeah. Over right here, we Holy can be like that's so four. funny. I'm also looking. I at, kind like, of our like the design too. of the 3G still though. I mean, it's like it's pretty comfortable. I mean, this mm-hmm. is like more or less like just shorter than what the SE does. Yeah. I'm also looking at our iPad two all the way in the back of our office. And uh, look at how tiny the camera was. Oh, my God. Now it's all about the camera bump, y'all. Like, 
people I mean, besides really... queens with that camera bump. They're like the bigger the better. Here it is. Oh, okay. This was yeah. this this was my second iPod, yeah, I but it's that one. I think the fourth. Gen- oh, this bitch is scratched up. Don't uh, honestly, I'm like don't. That was the one that had the like the steel shit. back, right? That was yeah. like polished. Yeah, that's it. Would right. always this get is how you know up. Manny's an Apple Queen because without turning it around, he knew exactly what this <laughs> thing looked like. <laughs> Girl, I'm telling you, uh, but I don't have like I don't have a lot of legacy devices. Um, I, it's really just like our old Apple. I, you know, I have been considering like keeping my so the laptop that I'm using right now for everything for all of you uh, techies out there. So I have a 2019 16 inch uh, eight core MacBook Pro, and it's one of the last Intel model MacBook Pros that they're gonna make before. Well, that they've made um, before they announced the transition to M1, which is Apple's like own proprietary um, processor chips. And first of all, well, I paid a pretty penny for this laptop. Let me tell you, because if it's one thing that I spend money on is honestly, actually, no, that like I'm thinking about it. This laptop is probably the most expensive thing in my house, to be honest. Um, like so more Manny's than our... asking to be robbed right now. <laughs> so, uh, but I was thinking of like saving this rather than like selling it, and like maybe in the future it'll be like a legacy device because it's one of the last Apple computers to have an, an Intel processor in it. I don't know if that's like silly or um, not, but I've considered. I it. mean. We could talk about this either off the pod or like later. I mean, more in depth if it's interesting enough for people. But I feel like that's like not like dangerous thinking, but it's kind of like you're kind of like gambling on it to have any value, like just for it being old. I say this as someone who has like a shit ton of old Game Boys, DSs, consoles. True. Like I still have my N64. I have my first Game Boy Color. I also have a shit ton of Pokemon cards, which is that's actually something else in the news that is absolutely ridiculous and inflated at this point. But yeah, I mean, like, I think like there is like that crowd for like, oh, this is like really cool old hardware. But a 2019 laptop, that's going to be a very, very, very long time, I think, before like. Yeah, like a hard I think has any kind of like of that collector value behind it. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. right now, like at least in like the video game world, it's kind of like where on like a lot of like collectors games. And it's more of like, honestly, like at least the games and stuff that are like kind of hard to come by. Like hardware, I think like has like, it's like value and stuff. I mean, this is also a laptop, not a game console, but it's kind of like, mm-hmm. I haven't really heard about old laptop. I mean, old, like, desktops and pcs i mean like it have like i think they're kind of like face value of like look at how old this is so you i mean it's a laptop it doesn't take that much space but like uh <laughs> good luck i think with how long you're gonna have to hold on to it before like someone would really uh want to pick it up yeah or you can look back on it for fond memories I mean, you know, like, because the other thing that I did consider is just keeping it as a backup laptop because um, it is more practical. Yes, <laughs> especially since like the like 
Y'all, when I tell you, like, I spent money on this laptop for a reason because it literally does everything. Like, I I work from this laptop. I edit the podcast on this laptop. I stream from this laptop. Twitch.tv slash M-A-N-N-I-M-O-K-I. Get into it. <laughs> Shameless plug. Um, I do my design work from this laptop. I code websites on this laptop. There is nothing a bitch can't do without this laptop. Manny you know what I'm saying? It's literally... So if if this laptop dies or my next laptop, ha- like essentially if my computer stops working, I stop working. <laughs> it's like what happens? That's like pretty common like to have like yeah. a backup machine. It's honestly, especially with like with what the Ponder Replay did last year with tech industry. Like if you mm-hmm. lost internet, if you lost, if your monitor broke, if your any hardware broke, it was in such high demand to like get back. True. Like there were people who were like, I remember seeing like people were like, yeah, like my internet died. So I had to go out on data on my phone. Like, oh, my laptop died. So I had to log in with my phone and like remote into work or like just to get even in contact with anybody. So having a backup yeah. machine is definitely like that. That's definitely useful. Yeah. More so than just holding on to it. I mean, the thing that worries me sometimes, I mean, not to say that, like, my laptop hasn't been reliable, because, like, honestly, the MacBook Pro is, like, the most reliable computer I've ever had. Like, the one that I had before this was a 2014 model, and, like, it was super reliable up until I sold it. The only thing that was going on it was the battery, but that's, like, that happens naturally anyway. So, and I ended up being able to sell it to some guy for, like, 500 bucks even though I bought it for like 1800. So Mm. it also held its value, which was nice. But like for, especially like given like our professions and how we work and what like I do specifically, it's not like I can just pick up my phone or my iPad and start like working. Like I, there are like obviously other like software requirements, power requirements. Um, Like there's just so many things that could, prevent me from just picking up someone else's laptop and using it to like hop into a zoom meeting with someone or like write a microsoft word document like she needs a she needs a workstation so yeah i mean i had um i had the 2015 macbook pro from because like my school was like you get a free laptop oh yeah this is a part of my tuition cost like don't even try that period and um I it's a coupon, honey. That's what that was. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, not even. I feel like it was a cost of charges more. Um, but like, yeah, like same. I mean, we had we like lived and breathed by those things for all of our schoolwork. Like, if you're well, the second half of the year anyway, because they fucking made us do hand drafting for the first year, which well, that's a thing we'll get into some other day. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like the the only thing is that. And I mean, this could potentially be true for like machines, machines that are not optimized for it was we, we had dual booted MacBook Pros, which for those who don't know, it means it has the Mac operating system, which is like native to MacBooks and it had a Windows operating system, which you could switch to. And like, I don't know any of the logistics of it, but it really felt like it just made the machine half as good at either side of the operating system because like a lot of my friends had like these like failures crashes blue screens of death or like 
one of the sides just like a lot of people ended up getting like only mac os like what like what they had essentially one operating system wiped out at random points from our shitty it department because it was just like all these random failures and crashes were happening when like realistically we're like for like most other majors they're just using it literally to like you know run like a eclipse right i think that's like for coding and stuff and then like microsoft the, the microsoft suite and then like for my major it was like more intensive programs and or like some of the other like construction majors like more intensive like 3d programs so that's what the windows side was for they were like oh like they tried to explain to us like you use the adobe suite for mac and then you use everything else on windows and like yeah you can make yeah like that adobe is kind of synonymous i think more people do like adobe with mac i mean you use the adobe suite with your mac and love it obviously uh, um, i wouldn't say love it i say at this point well, i'm using it against my will <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. another topic that's for another, another yeah that's a whole other episode <laughs> um, girl <laughs> but it would get so annoying because one it kills your workflow to have to switch between sets because like literally you have a lot to of the times restart the, the entire thing yeah you have to restart the entire thing and like of course like the boot camp to like actually load into the other side by just clicking an icon wouldn't work half the time so you had to literally sit there for minutes holding the option key to get it there and then you know if something crashed, like you would like there was a shared folder filled up very quickly with all the projects that we would have to like save, because if your one side failed and you didn't back it up to a shared folder or cloud or external anything else like you're shit out of luck. Mm-hmm. Um, ironically enough, I was lucky. Um, I went through my first one, not because of a like. For a slightly different hardware failure, I you know how it's actually oh my God. You know how with the Mac, most of the chargers for the MacBooks, it's like, oh, like magnetic. So if someone walks by, it will just fall out and mm-hmm. it won't like, you know, send your laptop hurtling to the ground. Yeah, well, those were nice days. <laughs> well, um, no, they weren't for me because what happened was I was working super late in my dorm room one night with my roommate at the time. And he was like, oh, can you come look at this? Uh, I'm like, OK, so I wheel over my laptop cord was underneath the chair got caught up apparently what it did was instead of like because those the magnetic like cord was like good for up and down like if it got yanked out but it pulled towards me like to its side and it did not unhook from my laptop so it pulled my entire laptop down fell on like fell on its side broke the screen i had like 20 percent of my screen that was visible it was a week before finals week i was shitting my pants (laughs) and um they were like yeah so and like my my tech department was like yeah we're just gonna make you buy a new laptop i'm like oh i mean you can't just fix the screen like nope i'm like wow thank you tech department at my tech school thank you um but that was still i mean shitty timing but that was still like easier than like some other people like just lost an entire like like weeks of work because like their operating system was just like, Nope, I don't feel like working anymore. And also all the work you had to do on that side was gone. Cause like you couldn't, the Mac could do a few 3d programs at the time, but mm-hmm. like truly most of the stuff that we needed and used was on windows side. Yeah. So like 
it was just really shitty when that one went and that was also like ran worse than the max side did on a macbook pro so so what they should have did is just gave you a windows laptop that yeah well because the gag of that is is that when you go to the master's program they gave you a windows computer like so it was like really who is the macbook for girl by the macbook is to give like students and faculty the status of apple and make the school look really high tech and fancy is essentially what that says that part part. especially because like i mean and of course like we had adobe suite which was cool to have but like you know if you wanted to use anything else like you weren't going to learn about it you had to do it on your own if if that yeah um i say all that not i'm not like shitting on macbook pro mine was just like a absolute worst case use of the macbook pro but if you're using it like where you're fully integrated into the apple matrix like our dear host manny here is you'll be fine (laughs) yeah although if you are 3d modeling I don't know that much into it, but like apparently the M people, some three artists that I follow have been like trying to test out the M1 chip with it and haven't had any con. I haven't seen any concrete like kind of statuses given, but like I think keep an eye out on it because it might actually kind of like you know get a little beefier and hopefully like some 3D programs will be like more optimized for uh, our MacBook Mac user friends. Yeah, I mean, before we wrap it up and end, I will say that, like, I don't really know how we got on this topic of Apple, but, like, we were talking about this is what um, we, this is what we a new album. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, in summary, in terms of tech and Apple stuff, um, the new chips that they're putting in the laptops and honestly, all of their, even the new iMac now, they're all, everything Intel is going bye-bye. Um, and so with the new chips that Apple is making, I think the, the level of integration and efficiency that's going to be coming out of these chips and newer laptops and things, um, compatibility aside, uh, is going to be a big deal, I think. Um, because like, like Kevin was saying, if you are already in the Apple ecosystem and, um, your requirements aren't as like universal and you have like you fit, if you fit the niche that I think Apple wants you to be in, in order to have their products, um, it will greatly, greatly benefit you. However, if you're still kind of like in between, or if you have other requirements that are better suited for like windows, like for example, like me, like I just started streaming like a month ago and um, although I was able to get it to work on Mac OS, it, there are definitely things that, um, could be better, could be improved. Um, not just, um, compatibility from like Apple side and making sure that it's easy to integrate with their operating system and hardware. Cause that's one thing that they're not very good at. Um, but also like software developers and engineers often, um, will, not make an effort to engineer their apps for Mac OS users, especially if they know it's going to be primarily Windows-based apps. So like, say like games, for example, games are not very popular on Mac OS. And that's not just because like, I mean, nowadays, like 
most Mac computers do have enough power to run games fairly well. Like I also game on my MacBook Pro. I'm not pilling like, you know, first person shooter, like 3 million FPS, like the first person shooter titles. But like, you know, it's, I think it compatibility needs to happen from both ends. And the way that Apple is integrating their products, um, although it makes it somewhat harder for compatibility and for people to integrate their software with Apple's products, the potential upside is huge. And so if you're willing to invest in that, I think even now, like we're seeing like the like huge increase in battery life alone for me was like enough for my eyebrows to go like, because <laughs> we're talking about like 16 to 20 hours on a laptop when normally my laptop can maybe go like four to eight hours, depending on what I'm doing. So huge, huge, huge. And I mean, yeah, I could I could go on. That's a whole other episode. But yeah, yeah. this is a gay graphic and tech with many <laughs> graphic and tech. Apple, please sponsor us. You might <laughs> as well at this point. I could get a free M1 chip. Like uh, I'll fucking let Apple sponsor me. Girl, I get a free laptop. I mean, it's. I mean, I'm already saving for my next laptop, so you know, mm. we got that savings plan, honey. Thirty three dollars a week. Manny takes out a, a doesn't take out student loans, but he'll take out loan for his next laptop purchase. Girl, I ain't taking out a loan. That's what the savings account is for, honey. Thirty three dollars a week. Oh, you're begging to be robbed, sis. Like, Wet ass pussy. <laughs> you're like, I got all this. Apple Make that M one chip week, honey. Oh. <laughs> I, I will stop. I'm I stop. can't. Apple <gasps> queen, my Apple queen. I use Manny as personal tech support, like near constant amounts. Oh my god! So I mean, you wow. so you kind of bring upon yourself. I mean, you you know everything, most things. I know you be googling though, so it's fine. Yeah. Well, with that, do you want to do your iconic outro? Before we wrap it up for the night. The iconic outro that I can't remember and that you reminded me of during the break. Well, yeah, give it a one. shot. This has been Gay Graphic and Tired, which uh that's basically what you're gonna be when you're done listening to us. I'm your host, Kevin. I'm Manny. <laughs> this is GGT, baby. See y'all next time. Bye.